Welcome to The Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. Today we're returning to Vernon Howard, the amazing mystic and teacher, and we're going to talk about the power of decision. Decision can be a magical power, but how can we be decisive and should we be decisive? Decisions define everything that we do, and this particular teaching by Howard discusses three powerful decisions that you can make right now, decisive ideas to remember, and what decisiveness will do for you. The magic power of decision. The famous German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche once fell in love with a lovely local lady, but because his philosophies didn't cover the art of a decisive proposal of marriage, he sent a friend of his to bend a knee for him. The lovely lady promptly rejected Nisha's offer and married his friend instead. That's an instance of how personal indecision can blow up a man's desires. One day an American astronomer named Clyde Tombaugh was handed some curious astronomical reckonings which had been drawn up by the noted Percival Lowell of the Lowell Observatory. Tombaugh believed that the charts just might be a clue to an immense astronomical discovery. He decided to use them for probing the heavens for something new. He found something, turned out to be the ninth planet Pluto. That's one way in which personal decision can open new worlds. There is excellent reason why we have listed decisiveness as one of your first major powers. Decision is the crown that endows your life with kingly supremacy and authority. The masterful monarch is the one who chooses to command absolutely his own power of choice. The strongest principle of growth lies in human choice. George Eliot. A moment's reflection proves that your intention always precedes every action in every area of your life. There is no action without these first being a choice. On either the conscious or the subconscious level, some of your choices may be more or less trivial, while others are vital to your health or to your finances or to your happiness. Everything you have ever done and everything you will ever do happens the way it does because of the way you make up your mind. Not only that, but once you've settled on a certain course, it becomes necessary for you to base further decisions upon that original choice. Take for instance the man who makes up his mind to sharpen his occupational accuracy. From that definite decision, he can confidently proceed to other progressive choices, such as the best way to go about it, and where to find assistance. On the other hand, the man who fails to choose accuracy improvement, which is a negative decision, forces himself into further negative choices, such as turning down opportunities that call for accuracy. All of us can learn not only to be decisive in the first place, but to select those better courses that in turn lead to other better courses. Beyond every wise choice are vast areas of opportunity. The happy fact is, anyone can master the art of prompt and precise decisions. The kind that crash through hesitation and spill on to victory wherever you want. We become men of choice by freeing ourselves from hidden subconscious inhibitions. Indecision is nothing more than a tug of war between a conscious desire to do something and a subconscious fear of acting out that desire. When you meet a man who turns everything he touches into gold, you are likely to figure that he has some special means for doing it. 
You might attribute it to a genius like mine or to inside tips or maybe to a favorable nod from the goddess of fate. Mr. Arnold F. has none of these, yet he has his finger in a dozen financial pies, including Arizona real estate and the Hawaiian tourist trade. How did he get stuck so nicely? That's what lots of less prosperous folks would like to know. That's why he is in eager demand all over the nation as a public speaker. People who want to get places like to hear him talk, especially when he talks frankly like this. Ladies and gentlemen, the information you are about to receive tonight is worth $25,000 to you. No, don't take that back. It's worth at least $50,000 if you will take it. That's the minimum value of the principles we are going to take up. We're going to find out how to decide our way forward, all the way forward. Pardon me for saying so, but some of you have splitting headaches right now from trying to decide between Roquefort and French dressing on your dinner salad. Yet you call yourselves men of decision. Some of you are deciding yourself right out of everything you want. The plain fact is, you don't have the nerve to step right up and take what you want. You have the inner conviction that you maybe could achieve ten times as much, but you won't make up your mind to once and for all go ahead. You rationalize by yourself. You'll wait until conditions are brighter. Or you think you'd better think it over a while longer. Or you don't think it's been done before. Or you say you'd better check with someone. Or you're not sure you can follow through. Or you just don't know. Some of you folks out there have more alibis than a kid caught in the cookie jar. Maybe you're asking, but isn't it intelligent to wait until I know exactly how things are going to turn out. The answer is, if you have to know exactly where you're going, you will never go anywhere. That's the big problem. You want so desperately to be secure and to be protected that you're scared to step off into the adventure of the unknown. Go ahead if you want. Be what you call secure. But don't ever expect to advance beyond the petty position you now occupy. I'm not being insulting. You know I'm telling you the truth. Personally, I rather enjoy the idea of not knowing exactly where I'm going. That gives me the opportunity for investigation, which can lead to improvement. Ladies and gentlemen, if you insist upon safety, at every step you might as well close your doors and turn in your business licenses. You have no business owning one anyway. Indecision is the mark of a fearful mind. You are afraid your choice will be criticized. You worry that they won't like you anymore. You wonder how you'll ever apologize for your mistake. You pretend the problem doesn't really exist. You timidly wish someone else would shoulder it. You think that civilization depends upon your choice. You are afraid of what will happen if you decide and scared to death as to what will happen if you don't. If glup was a word in the English language meaning yes and no, some of you would be the world's greatest gluppers. I'm not criticizing anyone. We are digging together to get to the bottom of a serious matter. I promised you $50,000 worth of information. Here is another $10,000 worth. Don't think so hard. Act. Don't ask so many fool questions. Decide. Don't wonder what will happen. Let it. Don't try to figure it out. Let it work itself out. Some of you will walk out of here thinking, well, that was certainly a lively talk. Wish I knew his secrets. Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you his secrets. You're on the inside at this very minute. Don't just listen. Absorb. 
Why not decide right now to revolt against your greatest enemy, indecision? Decide right now that you are tired of getting cheated by maybe. Make up your mind to rebel against the unfairness of later on. Determine that you have been bamboozled for the last time by I'll think it over. Anyone in this room can swiftly increase his income by 50% or more if he will really decide to do so. Your wholehearted decision is enough in itself to promote the ways and means. If you don't believe me, try it. You'll be a confirmed believer. To repeat, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not making progress, you can charge it to a fickle mind. Oh yes, you may want to. You may hope to. You may even agree to. But let me tell you for sure that you are not progressing. Your want is weak and your hope is half-hearted and your agreement is inconstant. There's no sense kidding ourselves. If we're not rocketing skyward, it's because we haven't really touched off the fuse of decision. I urge you to decide to decide. Decision is power. What decisiveness will do for you? Let's look at a few of the rewards you can expect from a made-up mind. First of all, the man who settles things one way or another is able to instantly turn his full attention and energy toward his next progressive step. Being free from something, he is free toward something new. Indecision is like a merry-go-round in that you spin without getting anywhere. Decisiveness is like a sightseeing bus in that you're free to travel beyond the previously known places to exciting worlds never explored before. Here's how Dr. Rollo May expresses it. Freedom is cumulative. One choice made with an element of freedom makes greater freedom possible for the next choice. Each exercise of freedom enlarges the circumference of the circle of oneself. There is nothing like a stout resolution for releasing you from painful confusion. Indecision itself is confusion. The mind that settles for one course or another usually relieves itself to a major degree, often dissolves its confusion completely. You are already aware, of course, that prompt choices save you time and energy. People who complain of lack of these elements are usually those who waste them by swinging endlessly between their alternative choices. All-around efficiency will be yours once you know what you want and shoot straight for it. Harry Houdini, for one, determined to become the greatest magician in the world. Once he thoughtfully worked out the mere details of that determination, the world agreed that he was the greatest, all right? The decisive personality wins self-esteem plus admiration from others. There's nothing more to be esteemed than a manly firmness and a decision of character. I like a person who knows his own mind and sticks to it, who sees at once what it is to be done in given circumstances and does it. William Hazlitt. An unsettled mind is a jumbled mass of contradictions. The more it tries to figure things out, the deeper it sinks into despair. If you ever find yourself trapped by your own efforts to reason through a problem, it makes sense to stop thinking so hard. The more you struggle against confusion, the more it wraps itself around you. It is a fact that some people think too much for their own good. A salesman called recently to talk over a problem connected with his career. His goal was well enough to find he was earning in excess of $150 per week, but wished to boost it to at least $200 plus. He remarked that he had carefully studied and applied all the proven techniques for creating customer interest and for rounding up fresh projects, yet in spite of all efforts, he just wasn't clicking. Something was lacking, he confessed, but he didn't know what. 
During the discussion, I discovered that he had been purposely skipping some of the top prospects in town, that is, the larger firms with the bigger buying budgets. I asked him why he was passing them by. He said he wasn't sure, but maybe because of some sort of mental block. The fact is, Roy, you haven't been able to definitely decide to contact them. Is that it? I suppose. But I can't seem to inspire myself with those big positive thoughts one is supposed to have. You know what they say. It takes giant confidence to take a giant step. But I just can't force any confident thoughts no matter how hard I try. Then why waste time trying? If you can't, you can't. That's all there is to it. But you can make a quiet, unemotional decision to show them your merchandise. Crashing through to new accounts is a matter of doing, not thinking. Well, yes, when you put it that way, why don't you put it that way just for the fun of it? We worked out a plan for making and maintaining decisions. Roy was to take a sheet of paper and write down the names of the larger companies and accounts he wished to land. Opposite them, he was to list the only pair of choices he could possibly make. To call or not to call. Finally, he was to check off the affirmative decisions as final. Once made, there was no possibility for changing them. The chart looked like this. Company A, better to call than not call. Firm B, better to call than not call. Shop C, better to call than not call. Store D, better to call than not call. Industry E, better to call than not call. And as I examined his chart, I asked, now that it's done, what else is there to think about? He grinned, nothing, it's all settled, cleared away. There is the next step though. What's that? Preparing myself so as to make those calls effective, but that's no problem, all I have to do is get going. He got, he got on the spot orders from two of the firms with two or more as definite possibilities. The salesman had his own tangible evidence that when thinking causes confusion, it's high time to stop thinking and start deciding. Non-thinking when followed up by bold action can break down all timid or baffled states of mind. President Andrew Jackson declared, take time to deliberate, but when the time for action arrives, stop thinking and go in. Your definition of decisiveness. It is told that the ancient military genius Hannibal of Carthage had a unique method for selecting a self-sufficient soldier for performing a vital task. Hannibal would instruct his aide to send several men into his tent, one by one to receive orders. On one occasion, as each stood at attention, Hannibal bluntly commanded, Go find out the number of opposing Romans. Bersodor asked, What's the best route? The second explained, Sir, that's not my usual duty. The third wondered, What map should I use? The fourth inquired, How much time do I have? The fifth snapped, Yes, sir. And spinning on his heel, he marched out. Hannibal didn't have to select the best man. The best man selected himself. This is more than a historical incident. It is a message of tremendous significance for anyone who wants to build his decision power, yet who feels the whole thing is too complex. Please notice that the soldier's choice was in itself quite simple, uncomplicated, easy to make. It did not call for superintelligence. It did not require sure skill. It didn't even take what is commonly referred to as courage. We have here a point so explosive with meaning that it is well worth any time you may take to absorb and understand it thoroughly. All that was required of that soldier was an easygoing willingness to see what there was in the challenge. Let's look at it this way. A decision is a calm, definite turn of the mind toward a certain direction. There need be no effort or brainy brilliance involved because decision of itself is not at all concerned with how you are to carry it through. You're only agreeing fully that you will proceed along the chosen course. 
Once you really make this agreement, you will find that the how appears all by itself. Because in case you don't know it, you are far more resourceful in your depths than you think. Whenever you decide that you're hungry for lunch, you never have any trouble reasoning out the means for satisfying yourself. Make a firm resolve to satisfy your other hungers and you will shortly be joined by the necessary powers. Some folks make the mistake of confusing cause with effect. Your decision is the cause that releases the effect that is your resources. Know-how and courage appear as a result of a made-up mind. Waiting for courage to make up your mind is a lifetime wait. If it took courage to build decisiveness, many of us would sink. Fortunately, the reverse is true. Decision builds courage. Remember that a good intention clothes itself with sudden power. Emerson. Herbert D., a retail merchant, set himself the worthy goal of building a new home by Christmas. But sometimes worried lest he unwillingly break his word to himself and his family, I asked him exactly what is worrying you. For one thing, the financing. I'm not quite sure I can swing it over the top. Let's revolutionize our thinking toward the problem. Tell me, Herb, what on earth has the financing got to do with your original resolve to have that home? In reality, nothing whatever. Yet you are letting it interfere seriously with that decision. Your basic problem isn't doubtful finances. It's a wobbly mind. I tell you, Herb, if you flatly refuse to permit anything to shake you from your original decision, you will have the money and the house, and you yourself will be the one who makes sure of it. You'll get the money. You'll find the way. Looking at it like that makes sense. What else bothers you? Well, you know all the nagging details. Where to locate the home, the final blueprints, all that. I hope we didn't get messed up somewhere. Again, let me ask. What have those details got to do with your irrevocable resolution to build your new home? All these details that bother you are secondary conditions that you wrongly have placed first. That's what weakens the drive you need for moving in. Your decision to have that home is first. If you will doggedly keep it first, you'll be amazed at your ready-to-hand strength for punching through those so-called nagging details. You are saying that I shouldn't let the mental after-effects of my choice interfere with the choice itself. Right. If you were to polish your car, you wouldn't let sticky spots hinder your determination to make it shine. Your resolve itself takes care of them. Herb got his home all right. He informed me later on how he had decided himself and his family right through the front door. One time both my wife and I got panicky at a sudden downturn in my income. It looked like another couple of years in the old shack. My wife sighed that maybe we should wake up from our dream. I told her, we can't, it's too late. When she asked what I meant, I told her that I'd made the promise to us and there isn't a single thing I can do about it. It's too late to give up. I'm stuck with my decision. The only thing I can do is back it up by raising the money. That revolutionary thinking drove me to hound tactfully every one of my customers to buy just a bit more than usual. To my surprise, most of them did just that. That is how my home was built. Please make up your mind to come on over next Saturday for a barbecue. Three powerful decisions to make right now. One, decide that you are more powerful than you think. There need not be the slightest strain or effort on your part to decide that you possess inner capabilities far beyond those presently experienced. 
It requires neither powerful faith nor hope, only a quiet acceptance. We don't have to exercise faith or hope toward an established fact. We need merely to act in harmony with it. This kind of healthy attitude is similar to a treasure diver who constantly comes to the surface laden with the treasures hidden in the sea. No matter how ineffectual an individual may feel himself to be, the opposite fact of his powerfulness remains intact. A man begins to stretch his inner muscles as soon as he realizes that his timid viewpoints toward himself must be discounted in favor of the fundamental truth underlying his makeup as a man. Dr. Eric Fromm says, productiveness is man's ability to use his powers and to realize the potentialities inherent in them. He can make use of his powers only if he knows what they are, how to use them, and what to use them for. Quietly agree that you are stronger than you may think. Now the seed has been well planted. Permit it to grow by itself, and it will certainly do so. The best part of all is that you set everything into motion by your simple selection. One man relates how he solved the crisis of selecting between his two selves. I told myself I had but two choices, to be as strong as I actually am, or as weak as I feel I am. I had no trouble at all in making the right choice. Two, decide firmly no longer to waste your energies. As we all know by experience, mankind is capable of expressing both constructive and destructive power. To the extent that he employs one, he prevents the use of the other. Take the familiar destructive power of worry. Perhaps the most wasteful of all forces, the worried mind is incapable of anything constructive. It always breeds after its own kind, hence gives birth to misguided actions, unsatisfactory circumstances, anxious moments, and often resentments and hostilities. Worry wastes with reckless abandon the strengths we need for fortune hunting. No one will disagree with these remarks, yet some may comment. I'm certainly in favor of the conquest of worry. That's what I've been wanting for a long time. But how can I maintain my decision not to fret when there seem to be so many contrary forces working against me? That's a fair question. Unfortunately, no problem at all. The answer is found in your next major decision. 3. Decide to practice constructive self-interest. It is of the utmost importance that you ally yourself with constructive self-interest. It is the only power that counterattacks and puts to rout not only worry but every other force that damages your happiness and prosperity. Very few understand this restorative force, those who do become leaders among men. What is meant by constructive self-interest? Defined in its simplest terms, it means that you wholeheartedly and unashamedly place your own best interests first. Perhaps you say, but don't we more or less put ourselves first anyway? In my first chapter, I pointed out that self-serving power is natural and right. Please follow carefully. Often when we think we are serving our best interests, we are. In fact, doing just the opposite. Genuine self-serving always leads to power and happiness. Mistaken self-serving results in confused and empty lives. Take again our example of worry. When you fret constantly over something, are you really placing yourself first? Of course not. You are needlessly sacrificing yourself to a negative emotion. People worry because they know no other way to handle a problem. 
if they were to practice constructive self-interest, by determinedly placing their peace of mind before the problem, they would witness an amazing solution to the problem. As another example, take the man whose mind is oppressed by remembrances of past failures. Why, you may ask, would he permit himself to be cruelly dominated by experiences so long gone and removed from his present self? He may submit to them because he thinks it best if he scold himself and hence remove a bit of the guilt feeling. The truth is, he is serving his own self-destruction, not his self-interest. By an act of constructive self-interest, he could declare himself utterly free from the past. That valorous act would empower his present in a way he never dreamed possible. Is it selfish to practice self-interest? It is not. It is exactly the opposite. The more you learn to satisfy yourself, the more you automatically contribute to the world around you. Obviously, a mind without worry is the kind that can best help a world that needs so much help. Decisive ideas to remember. 1. The man who learns to make up his mind becomes a power over people and circumstances. 2. Your prosperous growth can begin with little more than a definite choice of that prosperity and growth. An unwavering intention alone is enough to add all other necessary powers. 3. Don't decide against yourself by choosing to put things off or to wait for a better opportunity. 4. Remember that decision itself is the ready fuse that touches off your skyrocketing flight to new worlds of conquest. 5. If you have to wait until you know exactly where you are going, you will never go anywhere. Columbus did not know where he was headed, but he made some great discoveries. 6. Whenever you are completely lost for a decision, why not decide to go forward? 7. Simplify your intentions by refusing to get involved with all the complexities of how you will carry out your plan. Set your decision in the lead and your own intelligence will follow up with the details. 8. Anytime you feel powerless or confused, leap back at once to your original resolve. Simply by holding on to it, you effortlessly empower yourself afresh. 9. From this day forward, practice constructive self-interest. 10. Select techniques from this chapter which offer the most to your particular plan. Use them decisively. So the key thing I want you to get out of this is that your prosperity and that all your wishes are a decision to make. You must make the decision. A very clear and important delineation is made here. You have to make decisions throughout the day, but decision is a power. And in 99% of the cases, when you are decisive, you are making the right decision. When you are decisive, you give yourself time to correct that decision. I used to be the person that said, yeah, I need to think about this for a bit. Get back to me on Monday. And I would spend the weekend thinking about it. And I would not make the right decision. Or if I made the right decision, it was the first decision that came to mind almost immediately. And the more and more I evaluate decisions that come up, I find that being decisive is the most effective means. Now, not always. There are times that a little bit of contemplation is important, but rarely. And I'd love to know your own opinion on this. When I'm listening to my heart, it knows immediately. 
There is no evaluation that's required. And my heart is always right. So if I've tuned into my heart and I know the answer right away, that's going to be the right decision. But if you really want something, a new job, a new house, decide to have it. That's all you got to do. Make that decision and then all the other decisions will line up with it. Decision is your power. It is the same as using intention in reality transurfing. It's not an affirmation. It's more than that. It's declaring. It's saying, this is what I'm going to do. I decide to have more energy. I decide to be happier. I decide to live in this house. I decide to be prosperous. I'm making that decision now to be prosperous. What do you need to decide to do? Don't think so hard about it. Act. Action is a decision. When you act and you act decisively, great things will happen. Don't ask so many questions about it. Don't wonder what will happen. There's no guarantees. Don't try to figure it out. Don't read books about it. Don't go and talk to all your friends about what they think. They're not connected to the situation like you are. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Evaluate this. Get better at it. Start evaluating when you're making your decisions and understand that decisions are an energy. There's an intention energy. And when you're decisive with your decisions, you have a greater amount of energy to use. So once again, the three powerful decisions that you need to make right now is first of all, decide that you're more powerful than you think. I've repeatedly told you that you're God, but at least if you can identify with the higher self within you, you are divine. Decide that right now that you're way more powerful than you realize. Secondly, decide firmly to no longer waste your energy. No longer will you waste your energy on worry, on reckless abandon. You'll no longer worry about those things, contemplation. That's destructive. Decide you will not waste your energies. And third, decide to practice constructive self-interest. This is not being selfish. Because when you decide not to do something because you're worried about what will happen, then it works against others because you can't be of service. In being decisive, you can be of greater service to others. And there is a difference between constructive self-interest and being selfish. It's not. It's exactly the opposite of constructive self-interest. Often when we think we are serving our best interests, we are, in fact, doing just the opposite. Genuine self-serving always leads to power and happiness. When we choose to serve others, when we decide to serve others, we're being selfish because it will definitely serve ourselves. But simplify your intentions. Don't get involved in the complexities of how you're going to carry it out or what's going to do. You're going to have a decision that you're going to have to make soon. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's this week. I want you to remember this episode. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Follow your heart and be decisive and act. And all good things will come to you. You can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com. You'd make me so happy if you checked out my art. You can find it at www.newearth.art. And welcome to The Reality Revolution. <laughs>